Al Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. in uh, Alexandra Smale. Alexandra, good afternoon. Hi, how are you? Excellent. All right, uh, so uh, before I play the audio from the video, which was posted on Instagram, uh, you're a voice major in music education at Brandon University. Who is your professor? What's your professor's name? Um, The professor in the video, her name is Dr. Greta Sayers. Okay, let me uh, play the audio here from the video that's on Instagram. And basically, you're wrapping up a class. It's a virtual class. Uh, You're all kind of on screen. You're in front of your computer, and and you're videotaping this with your phone. Here's the audio from the video. Listen. So I think on behalf of the class, um, I just wanted to say that we're really, really grateful for how, like, understanding you've been this year, just of all our profs, just so understanding of the situation we're in. And so kind and so, like, thoughtful and, like, changing the course as we go to, like, fit for Just wait till you do the sound. And I know that sometimes it's hard to teach because we're, like, all tired and have our screens off and our mics off. And it's, like, teaching to a blank wall. But we really, really appreciate you. And I think the rest of the class also has something to say. They're all holding up signs. <laughs> oh my god! She's falling. Oh my god. Oh, I love it. Wow, you're so sweet. Oh my god. Oh my heart. Alexandra, I'll tell you something. I got that, oh, I don't know, maybe 9 or 9.30 this morning. It was shared with me, and right away I said, let's get her on. It was such a first of all, such a nice thing to do for your prof, but your prof must be an amazing person too for all of you to feel this way about her. Oh yeah, she is quite amazing. We all of us absolutely adore her, and I think that's why my classmate Avery Walker saw that idea and sent it to us. We thought it was perfect for her because we just she does so much for us, and we wanted to do at least something small for her. And it meant a lot. I'm glad. Are you surprised at her reaction? She was crying. Yeah, I was definitely shocked. I think we were all a little overwhelmed. None of us realized that all 31 of our classmates were going to turn on their cameras and show their face for the first time really since the beginning of the semester. So we were all just kind of taken back and shocked and just kind of heartwarmed by her reaction. And we were just so happy that it meant so much to her. Because I guess, you know, listen, uh, you're at home, uh, maybe you're not looking all that great, maybe it's an early class, I don't know. For many reasons, you might keep your camera turned off, and as uh, as was said in the, the video there, um, but you're right, you all turned your cameras on, and you all held up signs, and they all had hearts and, and nice messages uh, uh, for your prof. Uh, so, But when Avery come, came up with this idea, everybody was in, eh? Yeah, but we had no idea, like, she sent out a mass email to everybody in the class because we had, like, the class list from Greta, but we didn't send the email to her, and we didn't get responses on it because that's just how emails are, I guess. So we didn't really know how many people were going to participate. So when we saw it, it was just crazy and overwhelming. 
Yeah, it really is overwhelming. And, you know, I, I'm going to be chatting with uh, therapist Carolyn Klassen today from Conexus Counseling between 2.30 and 3. Her and I talk for a half hour every week, and, and she is a big believer in little things. And I've been saying to Carolyn now for a while that during this pandemic, these crazy times, it seems like the little things have been magnified, right? The silliest little thing that you think is no big deal matters so much more right now and that was obviously the case here oh yeah 100 percent. i am a strong believer in the small things make like everything so much better is it was just like a beautiful idea from avery and i'm just so glad that we got to share that beautiful moment with her yeah because i'm sure for your profit's been challenged i mean listen this as i've said many times these are challenging times in different ways for everybody, but they are challenging times, period. Everybody is dealing with all kinds of crap during this pandemic, and so I'm sure the prof appreciated it, and I'm sure you guys all appreciated her reaction. Oh, for sure. It was just such a beautiful moment. I'm just so taken back. Mm-hmm. Has it been challenging learning this way? Um, it definitely has been, it's had its roadblocks, but I think that Dr. Sayers has made this class as accessible as it can be. And I think that's honestly all we can ask for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Voice major. What, what do you want to be when you, when you grow up? I'm hoping to be a music teacher. I'm hoping to inspire students the way that my profs have for me. Isn't that cool, eh? Yeah. yeah. Now, do you have other profs or have you had teachers in the past that have inspired you the way this one uh, has and, and does? Or or is this a real special favorite uh, instructor? I think I've actually had some great connections through, like, my musical journey. I think um, music teachers have a certain way of connecting with their students just because we love to share and make music together. Um, but I've had... Like, my high school choir teacher, Deanna Ginn, was quite amazing. I've had Sarah Hall is my voice prof now, but I think Greta Sayers is definitely, like, one of the top up there for the people. I just I wouldn't be where I am today without her. Very cool. Nice of you to say that. I'm sure she appreciates you saying that on the radio, but I thought it was a really nice gesture what you guys did. And uh, uh, these, uh, you know, important people in our lives, whether they're instructors, professors, teachers, or whoever they are, we need to make sure they know how much we appreciate them. And I, I thought this was amazing. It started my day off on the right foot, Alexandra. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Thank you for doing this. Really appreciate it. Yes, thank you so much. Alexandra Smale, uh, she is uh, a voice major in music at Brandon University, and she is in a class, the whole class, virtually the class, uh, thank their prof uh, for uh, everything that she has been doing for them while teaching them virtually. I thought that was, uh, that was really cool. Yesterday I was telling you how Zoom Santas are making a killing as desperate parents uh, try to figure out how their kids are virtually going to be able to sit on Santa's lap and see Santa at the North Pole. Well, Linda Nelson, a Christmas elf, joins us on the phone now. Linda, hello. Hello, Hal. Thanks for having me on today. Well, thank you for reaching out to me. I really appreciate Oh, there we go. Um, I get get my own set of bells. (laughs) Very nice. Wow, you you must really be tight with Santa. So listen, um, Santa. You are involved with the the Santa's uh, helper who has been at Portage Place for many years, correct? Many years. I think it would have been 20 years uh, this year. And we were all set to go. We um, 
you know, our numbers were down. And so we had all the safety precautions. Santa was going to be behind plexiglass. And then um, we found out we weren't going ahead. So I decided, you know, the kids need to see Santa. So I've gone and done it virtually for them from, from the North Pole, right, right in his living room. Yeah, the website, and I'll say it again, uh, so jot this down, moms and dads and grandpas and grandmas out there, uh, SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole.com. Did I get that right, Linda? You got it right, Hal. That's it. And we're also on Instagram at SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole as well. All right, SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole.com and also SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole on Instagram. Now, how are you doing this? Explain how this is going to work. I mean, you can't be doing this 24-7 every day up until Christmas. No, we can't. Um, Unfortunately, you know, we'll have limited spots. So as much as Santa can take calls and, you know, be in the workshop, uh, like you said, he can't be doing this 24 hours a day. So we're going to accommodate as many as we can. They're five-minute visits. And, um, yeah, we've had uh, quite a few visits already, and they're going really well. The kids love it, and not not just for kids. We we've had adults on, and in our in-person visits, we've had newborn over the years, newborns up until um, we had a, a set of twins that were well into their nineties that used to come every year for a picture. So we're certainly going to miss those in-person visits because we've seen a lot of families come back yeah. over and over again through the, throughout the years. They bring their photos throughout the you know <clears throat> fifteen years they've been visiting us. So. We certainly will miss the in-person visits, um, but I think this is just another magical way to um, see Santa. Well, I'll bet you some kids might prefer it this way, right? Because some kids aren't all that excited about meeting Santa up close. Uh, you're very right about that. We have, you know, a lot of ki- uh, youngsters. They're used to usually around two to three years old. They're actually a, very, a, a little, little fearful of him, you know, when you're, they're being plunked down on Santa's lap. So, um you know, we always have some crying photos as well, and and I think maybe the parents might like like this even better too. You're not fighting traffic and parking, and you know, you just get yeah. to uh, do this from the comfort of your own home. Now, is there Good any memory. communication? I'm just curious: is there any communication ahead of time uh, so that Santa might know what the child's list looks like? Your uh, good answer, uh, good question. Then the answer <laughs> to that is. Um, yes, we do have a form that they can fill out once they've done the booking. Just Good. asking, you know, the names yeah. and the ages, you know, what kind of sports they like, what kind of, what are they looking for for Christmas in terms of a toy, what would they, what they would like, um, if they've been uh, good or and helping out around the house. And Santa always talks about that, you know, manners and mm-hmm. cleaning up your toys and being good to uh, any siblings you may have. So, yeah, there is, there's a form that they fill out. So Santa does have some, uh, some, some in- information on them once they've called in. Hey, Linda, and I appreciate you reaching out to me and telling me about this. I'm not asking this uh, question to give anybody else uh, a plug because I want to give you a plug today because you did reach out to me. But are there other local elves such as yourself and other local Santa's helpers doing this? Or as far as you know, are you the only Winnipeg or, or Manitoba virtual Santa visit happening? Um, I don't know of any, Hal, but that doesn't mean there isn't any. Uh, but mm-hmm. certainly I haven't heard of any. There are some, uh, you know, you can Google and they do come up. And, you know, this isn't a new thing. It's a big no. new thing this year. But there's been virtual Santas 
for a long time, um, you know, out of the U.S., out of the U.K. So I'm, I, I can't say for certain if anybody else in Winnipeg has, mm-hmm. uh, you know, gotten on, on this or not. But, um, yeah, you know, you, we can get calls from anywhere. anywhere. We had two calls from the other day from Los, all the way from Los Angeles, and uh, that was quite quite fun for Santa. Um, we'd really like to um, try and get local Winnipeggers on the calls uh, as well because we're really reaching out to uh, service the Winnipeg market. Yeah. Can I ask you about cost? I don't want to be rude, but I know people are out there going, well, how much is it? They're just curious. Well, the, the visits start at twenty nine ninety five, um, and I also want to mention that a, 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 a portion of the proceeds is going to go to the Make-A-Wish Foundation, which is near and dear to my heart. Great. So, um, and all that information is on the website. All the questions they may have are on the website as well. All right, SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole.com, SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole.com, and on Instagram, same, SantaVirtualVisitNorthPole. Linda, please say hi to Santa. Thank you, best of Well, before I let you go, this has to be tough on you guys, right? Because you do look forward to seeing a lot of the same people every year, and, and many kids come and see Santa for the first time. This has to be difficult for you guys. Exactly. Uh, we we really do um, enjoy the in-person visits, and I think this will be the next best thing. So we're hoping to see some of those families that we've seen over the years virtually this year. And we Excellent. thank you. I, I, I thank you for having me on today. No, Thanks happy to do it, Linda. Thank you very much. All the best. Merry Christmas. Okay. Merry Christmas, Hal. With Carolyn Classen from Connexus Counseling, ConnexusCounseling.ca. Carolyn, good afternoon. Hey, how how are you? There she is. Hi. I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm on a week's vacation, and so I am just enjoying a little bit of a slower pace. Well, isn't that nice? And thank you for working here with me on Thursday on your vacation. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, I sent you the video, and we actually chatted uh, earlier in the show here with Electra Smea, uh, Elect- Alexandra Smale, sorry, got to get that right, <laughs> Alexandra Smale, uh, she's a voice major in music at Brandon U, and she's part of a class, the whole class, a virtual class, uh, thank their prof, and I want to play the audio from the video that you might see on Instagram, and then we'll talk about it, okay, Carolyn, because you and I have been talking about doing stuff like this, here's the, uh, here's the audio from the video, take a listen. So I think on behalf of the class, um, I just wanted to say that we're really, really grateful for how like understanding you've been this year, just of all our profs, just so understanding of the situation we're in and so kind and so like thoughtful and like changing the course as we go to like fit for just wait till we do the and I know that sometimes it's hard to teach because we're like all tired and have our screens off and our mics off and it's like teaching to a blank wall but we really really appreciate you and I think the rest of the class also has something to say their signs with hearts and nice messages for the prof you know we've been talking a lot uh lately carolyn about the little things and i've been saying how i think the little things matter more now than ever and that's a great example of it 
You're right. Mother Teresa says, not all of us can do great things, but we can all do small things with great love. And it was so beautiful. And I I listened to that interview that you did with Alexandra. And what I loved about it was not only was the teacher blessed by the people holding up the thank you signs, but she was as well. Like you put it out in the universe and say, let's do this. And what I loved is that people fussed a bit, like their signs, they had different kinds of lettering and different colors. And like people put a couple of minutes, it wasn't just something that they had reprinted off to hold up. They each made their own sign. And there's something about knowing that you've been fussed over even just for a minute or two that just not only changes the day of the person that is receiving it, but also all the people that are watching it. Mm-hmm. And not just fussed over by one or two students, which could have happened because they didn't really talk about it, right? They didn't really communicate. It was the entire class. They all took the time, and that's special. Oh, it was so special. And it, like, it was such a delight for Alexandra to know that so many people had participated. And I, what I loved about that was just the idea of a little bit of whimsy, right? Like everybody just do something really quick to put it up there to really make somebody's day. It was kind of fun, a little on the silly side, quite whimsical, and just not only changed that teacher's day, but changed every one of the students' days. And then now all of us that are watching the Instagram video. Yeah, no, it's very, very cool. So obviously we're talking a lot about COVID-19 vaccines, right? We'll get the first shipment here in Manitoba next week, and there are many issues around this, lots of talking points around the vaccines. Um, But I I wanted you to weigh in on this uh, because you had some really powerful comments when masks weren't being worn as much as maybe they should have been a while ago. And really the vaccine, to me anyhow, and I'm going to be the, when they say I can get one, I'm, I'm lining up. I'm going to get a, a shot in my arm. Um, and I've said that many times. Um, to me, again, I don't think you're getting the, va- you're getting the vaccine for you, yes, but you're getting the vaccine for others too. And I, and I think that sort of you know goes along with what you had to say about wearing a mask. Yes, I think we have to recognize that we are wired for connection. I say that just about every week that I talk with you. I say that in just about every sentence, every conversation that I have with a client or with the group that I'm speaking to. But the vaccine is community service as well as self-protection. We have never been more aware of how we're wired for connection as we are now. And although relationships give purpose and meaning to life, which is why Christmas is being so very, very hard on all of us, that interconnectedness is not only good, but it's also responsibility because we give goodness to each other, but we can also give the virus. And if I'm immune because I have the vaccine, I can't give it to somebody that I care about or a total stranger that I might pass by in a grocery store. And so it's not just about each of us. It's about what we're doing for others. And when you get a vaccine, you're going to be protecting me and my parents and my people. And although we're waiting in that metaphorical line because uh, we can't actually stand in that line yet while we're waiting, um, I'm, and I think we need to find our place in the line. There's some that are going to want to push their front to the line, and that's not okay. We need to stand patiently in the queue and get it when we have received the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask uh, about the uh, Winnipeg police officer not wearing the mask. You saw the video, um, and I just heard from somebody on on. Uh, text message here at 204-780-6868 that our Winnipeg cop not wearing the mask that video has made it on to TMZ so there you go uh, they're talking about us on TMZ and I you know somebody said earlier uh, I think it was Corey said earlier Hal I like the way you're kind of you know you're looking at it from both sides because there are two sides here and Chief Danny Smythe has ordered a full review because we do have to get the full story and and so I, I think there are two sides here, but just maybe talk about 
this. Um, the hard work a police officer has to do, people being worried about the virus and asking a legitimate question, why aren't you wearing your mask, and and all the parts of this story that I think are, are important and should be discussed, Carolyn. Well, I think... I think you're good to point out that there's more to the picture than what meets the camera's eye. And what I'm really aware of as I speak to police officers is that as they approach every car, every time, they don't know what's going to happen. It could range anything from a very pleasant conversation to something that is potentially life-threatening for them. And so they have to prepare for any eventuality and that sense of being on guard and that sense of sort of being wired to handle whatever might come, that, that feeling mm-hmm. of being on edge, means that they can flip over into being adversarial even when the situation doesn't require it. Uh, he heard what she said as adversarial, and as my dad might say, you wonder who peed in his Cheerios that morning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we don't know what happened earlier in the day, and we know that... Um, while- well, and he was pulling them over, and he was pulling them over... Uh, supposedly, for not getting out of the way of an emergency vehicle. And, I mean, here is an official, and I could understand him being upset when that happens. So, as I said, there are, you know, points to be made on both sides of this. So once his blood pressure and his pulse dropped, you know, uh, and he had a chance to speak to the supervisor, it sounds like everybody knows when cooler heads prevail that there Everybody wishes that had happened differently, but in the heat of the moment, I don't know, Hal, have you ever responded unkindly when you've had your blood pressure up and you have been kind yep. of alarmed about something, right? Yes, and and I'm not a cop, and I'm not out there dealing with bad guys and guns and everything else, right? So I, I, I have tremendous compassion for each person in that situation because the, the, the question that the woman has was, was legitimate as well. And I can understand why we all want people to wear masks around us as we're being requested to do. Um, And so I think I'm so glad that they're going to be looking into it, that they're going to have those conversations. And really, most of us, we're probably not going to know the details because it's really not something that is going to be public knowledge for everybody to hear. Uh, And I trust that the people that are involved are going to do what needs to get done so that we can all learn how to be better. Um, citizens and be better police officers and find ways of being compassionate with each other during a really hard time and to a, in, with a profession that has a really hard job to protect us no matter what the situation they're presented with. Yeah, and I'll just say this as we head to a break. Carolyn Klassen's going to come back after the break. We'll check the weather, so make sure you come back as well. Uh, but I'll, I'll just say this, and I said this earlier, if there is a history of this sort of thing with a police officer, in this case this officer, then that's also a part of the story we don't know yet, right? I mean, was it he, he was having a bad day and this never happens, or it's or there's a history of this? And I think that's an important part of it as well. So I agree. I, I, I think that uh, Chief Denny Smythe has announced a full review is a good thing. Hal Anderson Afternoons, the podcast, is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you find your favorite podcasts.